Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Friday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is July 7th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I'm doing great. I'm uh I'm back uh you know, it's a home game for me, which was which was delightful. I uh I drove down to Pebble. Was it? No, I mean two and a half hour drive at like whatever, eight, nine o'clock. I'm not trying to say woe is me, but that doesn't sound listen, delightful. Your home game definition is I, I don't know a little bit benign. i'm not the one complaining you're you seem to be the one complaining for me you know i'm not complaining i just i know i thought you were maybe going there next i was trying to get a pre-complaint out there for you as you talked about the home game uh, i mean three hour two and a half hour drive it's got to be a similar distance Pebble. from washington dc to new york city no it's not similar maybe philadelphia yeah Maybe Philadelphia, similar to that. You know, we're all the same. Eagles fans, Commanders fans, Ravens fans, it's all the same. It's all a home game for all of us and anywhere in that circle. Um, well, I, I right. think they would be calling anybody, anybody from California. They're calling this a home game. It is kind of amusing how we tend to crowbar whatever narrative we can. And like California is just this. You know, monolith. Everybody's from the same neighborhood and is, you know, basically feels right at home, whether you're, you know, hiking in whatever the Sierra Nevada or you're on the beach. It's all the same. You're Californian nonetheless in name. And what was the the first Kelly's you? Yeah, it was the first uh, tee shot. And that was great. It was great to be a first tee shot women's open at Pebble Beach. But like they made it this thing where it's a Californian gets to do it. It's very, it's only right and proper. I don't know. Like Mina Haragay is like actually from <laughs> Monterey and played Pebble. Like that is a home game. I don't know. We just stretch the definitions and limits of this whole uh, narrative. I think. I think what it, it is is it's East Coast bias showing through. <laughs> Why is it East Coast bias? Because you guys don't consider home games, you 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 give your your cities, your boroughs, your proper respect. You don't lump everything together, proper. and then when when proper. it comes out, it comes out to the Midwest or the or the West Coast. Everything's a home game for everybody. It's pro- so improper respect no, is being given no. to, to people's locales <laughs> on the West Coast. Yeah, it, yeah. You you don't get this is the East Coast bias. All right, all right. Everybody's a Californian. Rose Michelle Wee, who grew up in Hawaii, you know, she's a Californian. Everybody. Well, a, Michelle Wee lives in San Francisco, which is which is an hour and a half away. Yeah, there you go, within range. So. There you go. What would you make of the first day? We have uh, two co-leaders. Look, we will be back to our more normal rec- uh, recording schedule next week. The holiday kind of screwed things up, having the women's open within range. Unique, different recording schedule this week, but we will be back to uh, your normal normal routine next week. 
So, um, what'd you think after after spending, I think, a full day there, getting back late last? Yeah, night? full day down there. Uh, I uh, it was it was great just getting out and watching golf. Um, I think Pebble's a unique venue. Um, Will Knights wrote a little bit about this, and this is true for men's golf or or women's golf at Pebble, where. Not only do you go on, uh, you know, like the, the routing takes you on a journey. You go all the way out to the edge of the golf course. You know, the 10th hole is the furthest point out, 10, 11, 12 back there. And one of the things that's unique about Pebble, the venue, in the middle of the round, you're you're kind of like become isolated. Uh, even the popular group of uh, Lydia Ko, Rose, Rose Zhang, and, uh, and uh, Brooke Henderson you're you're out there and there's not a lot of fans like the fans dissipate and i think that's an interesting uh difference from where most courses at that point you're just like in the heart of the golf course and i think it it creates ebbs and flows in your round because of like the energy around it but overall um you know just such a different dynamic than a men's major just with like the fans um you know seeing all the like um teenage girls around was really cool like you saw like the the uh, you know as, as you put in your little video vignette like the grow the game stuff like <laughs> we we are not ones that like to toss out grow the game isms um but you know, it's impossible to go around um, the U.S. Women's Open and not feel that because of just the dynamic of who the fans are and the, you know, there's so many um, young girls that are watching and it's so cool. And the fan, I mean, the players are, are just amazing. Um, I think like one of the things that I was just taken aback by uh, was Lydia Ko, um and how wonderful of a person she is inside the ropes i don't know you know um i don't want to take that and say that she's just a wonderful person all around when i don't know but yeah. you know she like any kid that had their hand out she gave a high five too like and it's a lot and she stopped and like almost made eye contact with all of them she gave golf balls to kids regularly. Like, I wonder how many golf balls her caddy carries because she gives out so many. Um, right. And just the attitude inside the ropes. I mean, she made a quadruple on on hole five. five. Like, terrible golf hole <laughs> yeah. that she had. Like, I, I yeah. maybe the worst hole she's played in her career, to be completely honest. And she was all smiles after it, like aspirational attitude inside the ropes. Um, and you saw like she just got back to grinding and she didn't have her ace stuff. Like you can tell that she's fighting something. Uh, the the pre-shot routine, she's doing this like rehearsal of taking it way outside um, as somebody who's who's had some moments where they they have gotten the club inside and been working on a similar pre-shot rehearsal. You're never going to play good golf with that rehearsal. It is uh you know, that is a uh a telltale sign that you are uh you are not comfortable. And I you know, she didn't play her best golf. She's clearly not in a in a funk, but like inside the ropes, it's just unbelievable to see um 
kind of just the um the impact she has on people like i yeah. i walked away like i mean like lydia co i don't have like a lot i don't really have favorite ma- male golfers lydia co is my favorite women w- woman golfer just because of the way she interacts with the fans i thought it was amazing to see hmm. interesting good insight from that uh i i thought um Speaking of like, you know, working stuff out, pre-shot routine, Mel Reed has been really good, I think, on the live from stuff. Uh, I thought in her role doing that, and we'll talk about setup, they had some interesting takes on setup Brandle talking about, it's, you know, too hard after, you know, the scores are too low for the men, they're too high for the women. It's amazing how Brandle no can just um, switch sides and... So, so Mel Reed had some thoughts uh, on the setup, but on Lydia Ko, uh, she kind of was... I wouldn't say she she didn't pull punches, but she said like question sort of the decision to make further changes after last year, right? Changes with caddies and coach. You know, this has always been a thing with Lydia, kind of a, a revolving door conveyor belt situation. Uh, so I thought that was interesting because she's clearly going through something, or or not at her best, not at what the level she was at last year. Um, and you saw that up close. I will say with the fan interactions and all that. Um, and you talked about the middle of the round. It looked, I thought Thursday was a little low, low energy. The superstars did not play well. Those two superstar groups, the one in the morning with uh, Nelly, uh, Brooke, Hend- uh, Nelly and, and Lexi. Talk and about Jenny bad, and Co bad energy. Uh, and then the one in the afternoon, it was really slow from like, there were no birdies until 15, basically. Like well, seven, six, seven to 15. And they were poor. And, like, listen, I, listen. Some of the drone drone did not do the crowds much favors. I and I get it was cold and stuff. It just looked light and low energy. Listen, that that um, Nelly, Lexi, Jin Young Ko group had some of the worst energy. They all were playing terrible. <laughs> Jin Young Ko was just I like. I can't believe out in forty two. I think. Oh, I, I can't believe how bad she p- was playing. Like you know, like just yeah. hitting some. Like and she looked like she had just like no hope. Um, and then I think like Lexi and Nelly aren't really high energy. Um, like they don't look like they're having like is it like the complete opposite of Lydia Ko, where they don't really look like they're having fun out there, and the two of them in the same yeah. group together. Just it, it yep. just seemed like that group had no hope of playing well because of just the the energy in the group. But then you go and you start watching the Rose. I went I went from that group basically to the Rose um, Lydia Ko Brooke Henderson group, and Lydia Ko birdies one, Brooke Henderson birdies two. Rose right, Zhang right, rolls right. in a long putt on three, and you're like, all right, here we go. <laughs> And then nothing happens for 12 holes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, really I, I like, I was like, it was after the third hole. I was like, here we go. This is a reprieve. Thank God I'm done with that, that low energy. And then, you know, it just got hard. Um, I think um, the golf course is really hard. I, I think that was one of my other big takeaways. Just when you have, um, when you're not just hitting wedges into these greens, it's obviously a very short course for the men. It's it's seven thousand yards. It's one of the shortest yep. courses on tour. But 
when you don't have the ability to just launch balls straight up into the air like the men do, you know, because of modern let's not let's be very clear why they can do this. Modern technology. Um which which the women also have, but when, the modern technology is best suited yes, for the men's when your swing speed the impacts are exponential. Yeah. For, when your swing yeah. speed gets over hundred and ten miles an hour, you reap exponentially more benefits than everybody else. Um they when you can't hit the ball a towering shot into these greens, how much more difficult the golf course is. Um I thought the setup was pretty bad. I thought actually it was terrible. I I don't think um I honestly we just went through this whole thing where where they talked about respecting John Bo- uh, John oh, Bonehammer uh, talked about respecting George Thomas. They did it for the most pension. part. They couldn't help themselves a few other places where they narrowed it. There was no respect done whatsoever to Pebble Beach. And honestly, I kind of walked away thinking, do do, do they even understand women's golf? And I don't don't want to say I'm an expert in women's golf. I'm not. I'm not an expert. But I do understand that women hit a lot of fairways and you, it doesn't matter how narrow you make the fairways. They're still going to hit a lot of fairways. Do you know how many players hit over 70% of their fairways yesterday? No, it seems like you do 96 over half the field. So you narrow these fairways down and over the half the field still hits over 70% of the fairways. I mean, this is a lot. It's a ton of fairways. The, Testing women with narrow fairways is a futile task. And what it does is it takes away from the magic of the women's game. What's what's amazing about the way women, the best women in the world play golf is that they are so precise that they can actually play two spots to gain advantages. And what the, what Pebble Beach has done and and the USGA has done to Pebble Beach, not what Pebble Beach has done. They're they're trying to do some of this too. So uh, I'm not going to take them out of the statement. I think they yeah, enjoy yeah, this uh, too. They they. But anyways, what narrow. they've done is they've they've taken a tennis court and just shrunk it up, and and we're just watching people volley back and forth with no hope of hitting great winners. And that's the thing. That's what makes women's golf special is watching a player set up an opportunity to hit a winner shot, which would be an approach shot, playing down a side of the fairway to open up the green to hit a shot into it. That's what women can do because they are so precise. That is their extraordinary talent. If you want to look at the men's game, the men's game, the extraordinary aspect of it, I guess, is power, right? The thing that you might come away as a first impression of the men's game is power on the women's game. If you can see the ball, yes. if you can even see the ball. I think increasingly that's, you can't even get an impression because you just see it. You can't even see the ball. With the women's ball, game, precision is the thing that you come away with. Like that's the thing I came away with yesterday, watching, watching groups that weren't playing well and still being like, God, they're just like in, in the fairway every time, you know, they're, they hit, you know, but like the problem is when you don't give players enough space to hit the winners, 
what's happening is everybody's doing the same thing on every hole. And it's not very fun to watch. And in some cases, with certain hole locations, you can't even get to the hole. So it's just this like par and bogey fest. And it sucks. Well, they're reverse engineering it. They're, they're, go- they're you know, it's not, a, it's a means to an end. And the end is scores, you know, and, and they don't, and it, it looks boring. It looks less interesting. It looks, it's limiting or devaluing skill or devaluing uh, strategy. And then the ability, the absolute precise ability to execute that strategy, that is um, sort of set aside for a course that has, you know, two players that, what, shot 68 in the first round? Second round's already started here as we're recording, but um, the scores are, are what I, 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 I have to consider what it looks like and how, how it's done and how the women get around, but the primary and overriding goal seems to have been tough, hardened, score, and whether hardened means de-skilling or devaluing skill um, is sort of an underwriting. Uh, a, a secondary concern. It's, it's just so frustrating. Or, I don't think they actually like consider golf architecture and like the point of some of these golf holes and what it is. Like I don't, and I I think it's wh- like where do they narrow? Let's go. Let's let's right, run through. Uh, it. Where where do they narrow? Really de-skill this kind of. Thing? All right, the six hole way nor narrow four is the first four. obvious example. It's. I, I apologize for the language. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Brought it in hard, there's hard just off a the sea left. Of, and there's a sea bunch of bunkers of bunker. in the rough on the yeah. left, which is where like the safe play is. Like, you know, they're pushing everybody over to the, to the right, which is where you want to play from. But you might get people bailing more left. Again, all they're doing is reducing outcomes. It's like yeah. when you it's like when it, what they're doing to the sport is like when your NFL team has their third string quarterback in and trust me I know I know all about this <laughs> as a Bears fan. What they're doing to women's golf with their setup is is like when you have your third string quarterback in in an NFL game and your offensive coordinator knows that they they can use about 5% of the playbook. Yeah. So they narrow the four, but, but they're getting scores. Oh, they yes, they're getting, exactly. They're getting, they're getting their, their right. Well, I don't even know. They're limited outcomes, yes. but they're limited outcomes to more like kind of a, a, a range they want, right? Or or a, a, or at least limiting the ability to go low. They're they're also eliminating like players. What happens when you get into advantageous positions is they play more aggressively, and they might lead to big numbers too. Or you might be in the fairway and you might not know that you're in a bad position and you might try and be aggressive and you might make big numbers. All they're doing is basically muting variance with with their setup. At four, at six. And, is, and this is, is what they do. This this is what they do at all at all men's major championships. They the they did this at at LACC with the fourteenth hole. They yeah. did this with the sixteenth hole at LACC. They they do that. They still did this. They just did it to the least amount. And Pebbles just egregious. It's just a joke. It's it's 
it's fr- it's embarrassing. It it shows like a complete lack of understanding of golf. Four, six, eight, uh, ten, ten. I think right. Uh, yeah, nine? I mean, that's a tricky one. Well, the left side of nine should be wider. I don't think that ever is wide. Eleven is awful. Um, eighteen, they narrowed. Um, it's just it's. It and the women's game really brings out the unfortunate impact with the with the tighter dispersion or, or the ability to hunt a, a different kind of dispersion, right? Yeah, putting everybody in the same. I, spot. I wrote about yeah. the eleventh hole um, on the website. Yeah, read that. And it, you know, the the shot link charts just ch- tell you the whole thing. And the reason I I I like it's not like I was sitting on the eleventh hole watching all day. I watched with my own eyes what happened. Lydia Coe's on the left half of the fairway. Hits in probably the best iron shot she hit all day into the green. The pins tuck back right, and it hits off the down slope and kicks to the back edge of the green. She has 30 feet. It was the best iron she hit all day. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, she nobody can actually get at this flag. Nobody can hit it here because the fairway is has been reduced. It, they basically Angle. made the fairway half as wide as it, is, it normally is. And if she, if they brought it in on both sides, if she could have pushed it further left, she would have had a chance to hit it within 10, to- 10 feet. So I looked at the shot link data on that hole, for example. Three players hit it inside of eight feet all day on one of the easiest holes at Pebble Beach. And the reason was, is that nobody could get to the spot you needed to be to hit it close, which was the very left edge of the original fairway. I mean, the hole was designed that way. The hole was designed when the players hit it a lower trajectory and didn't have be able to parachute a wedge in. This was exactly what the hole was designed, how it was play, designed to play, is how these women are playing it. And they just took took away the option to gain advantages, which is just like, think about that in, in the context of other sports. Think about... well. Like the context of like, we are going to take advantage or take away like, hey, you know, you run this play in the NBA and I know you've got the perfect personnel and it's a pick and roll, but you know what? You can't run that play anymore because you're making you're, you're making too many shots is what they did, what they're doing. They're doctoring this championship i guess um the one thing i yeah i the one thing that i would wonder about and we can't get into the the mens rea the mind of of the uh, the setup crew here is if they think they did succeed if they think they succeeded what they did worked and they feel good about it and we succeeded in achieving what we wanted to as opposed to maybe what you're pointing out, watching how it all looked or how it all played or how it all limits um, maybe the best in the world to actually go get an advantage when they when they so, have the mind to do it and the ability to execute it. With the 11th, one thing that I didn't put in this in this in the article I wrote, and uh, if you guys are interested in more, uh, you can read it. Read it. I edited. It had me. It had me. Uh, it was like 1 a.m. on the East Coast, but I was I was into it. It had it had me energized. It's a good it's a good article. So go check it out. The average tee shots of the of the women on the eleventh hole was two hundred and thirty yards. Um, in the with the same pin on Sunday at the AT and T, 
the men were hitting at 270. There was one player on average. There's one one of the three players that hit it inside of seven feet was Carlotta Singanda. She hit her tee shot 268 yards. It was the longest tee shot, and she pushed it all the way the extreme left edge of the fairway. She didn't make birdie, but I looked at that and I go, oh, she played it the way like she had the requisite power to get it to where the men hit it. And then she was on the very left edge and she succeeded that way. I'm not sure how other the other two balls got within seven feet. Maybe they got a good bounce. I don't know, but it was unattainable. And I think like one of the other takeaways that you could take from this is like watching Pebble Beach with with the women. It was like maybe really hope for a rollback. We saw like the golf course is, is still really hard. Right. And why is that? Not everybody's just dropping wedges on top. Exactly. Of they're, they're not they're having to run some different kind of clubs now, or try to run. And, what they can. and think about it. Like, think about it through the lens of like Marion, where like you don't have to make the fairways comically narrow and thick rough. If the ball just doesn't shoot up in the air, straight up in the air and come straight down with spin, you know, if you can't just, tee up a driver as hard as high as you want and just rip it 330 yards with no consequence you know obviously the, and then also have a wedge yeah to almost every hole right yeah and i mean many of the holes there were par fives that provided like questions it wasn't a foregone conclusion it was really fun watching uh shots run into the six that was one of the highlights of the day was watching Absolutely. you know a a shot from down below hit a player hit a three wood and watching it run along those really cool contours coming into the sixth green Lexi Thompson hit an amazing shot in the morning uh to like four feet while she we're on the, the subject was the bad while energy on the s- came back uh, I would just add one more thing on the setup in the rough like as someone who's uh watches these things aesthetically you're talking about the strategic impacts and the play and the limiting it looks it looks bad it looks like someone who's had bad plastic surgery it you looks don't think aesthetically the looks good awful it, it looks funky and weird and unnatural and it looks like you got jacked up under the knife can we talk about the eighth up. a little bit sure just like the Go whole ahead. so <laughs> the drone well about that they made it 20 yards wide it's it's absurd. We talked about this on Wednesday. That fairway is, you know, especially with the women, you're taking driver out of their hands. It's like it's such a long hole. It's it, yeah, it's 300 whatever on the card. They can't hit driver. So they're laying right. back and then they have like these hybrids and three woods in and it's effectively just this long par 3 because they can't right. actually play to a side. They can't shorten it playing one way. They can't like get an angle to play the other way. So they just redid this green. They softened it in order to get more pin positions. So they the way the green sets up is they kind of have this left and right wings, right? And it's really yep. just simple strategy, right? When the pin's on the left, if you play over to the right, you can hit it up the slope to it right? It gives you some green to run it up. And these women are hitting long clubs in. They need the space. They need space to bounce the ball in. 
This is the same thing with 11. They needed space to bounce the ball in, and it was in the rough, right? So when the pin's on the yeah. left side of the eighth green, you need to be on the right side to bounce it in. You, it gives you more space. You could still bounce it in from the left, on the left pin. When, uh, on the current 20-yard yeah. patch. Yeah. When the pin's on the right behind the bunkers, like it was yesterday a little bit, guess where you need to go? You need to go way left. It makes the hole longer. You're playing away from the ocean, but it gives you the requisite angle to hit a bouncing shot into the and and succeed. This is this is like running a a a run, setting up a play action. This is the this is the essence of the sport that has just been removed from this from this championship. Yep. Um and it looks it looks it looks ugly. It does not look good from the drone. And and I love I called it a tee box on Wednesday. I think it's amusing that they're basically just hitting from one well, tee to par the next three. for this par three. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like a like a slightly enlarged tee box. They've, this plot of grass at the top of the They hill. have taken the setup has taken one of the greatest holes in all of golf and made it a long par three. Uh, you talked about Lexi running it onto six. I don't. I just want to dispose. Just at least address one more final setup thing. Mel Reed, Brandel Chambly on Golf Channel live from last night. Uh, Mel had some like firsthand knowledge and experience, and I think she was making larger points about LPGA setups specifically that they're too hard, that they're limiting in their own way. That any distance, the people who have real distance advantage, all the par fives cannot be reached by everyone. By the whole field so the distance advantage is neutered there and it becomes a wedge the par wow. fours are, are too short and so then it becomes a wedge fest in its own way because you're hitting wedges into everything you're hitting wedges into short fours and having to hit a third shot wedge into par fives brandel suggesting specifically that was not generally about lpga specifically pebble was too long and too hard and, and the par fives you have to have a reachable par five or two or however many and uh, that was their point, not the narrowing, not the rough, a different point of, of why, um, I don't know, it was too hard. I felt like it's, it's for the USGA, I almost felt a sense of uh, empathy for like, you know, people losing their shit when the scores get too low at a men's event. And that's not even just LACC, it seems like every year. And then, I don't know, you get a couple four unders uh, and people are like, we need more. We need more uh Women being able to, you know, score score lower. The scores are too high. Now we're we're saying here it's sort of because of a a compacting of skill, a limiting of skill, and they just, I guess, think it's a little too long. So, do you think it's too long? Um, I I think that analytics proves out like the biggest advantage is is getting like inside fifty yards. So I would really push back hard on um on the idea that you're not getting advantaged if you can't reach it if you can get it 20 yards away and other players have to lay back to full wedges you have gained a massive advantage so i would just push back on that i think the big problem is there's not i and i get i i under i sympathize a little bit and it may (laughs) saying this now this is counterintuitive but golf is all counterintuitive in the fact that people just can't seem to understand that like just because they're super accurate doesn't mean you narrow the fairways. Their accuracy right. affords right. you the opportunity to test their 
the their strategy, which I think is like right. that's the what the women's game offers, which makes it so beautiful, is that it is not just a bludgeoning fest. It is it is an artful artful game, and they're narrowing the 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 mentality of this setup is just so ass backwards um, and limiting in the ability for anyone to go out there and play differently than their competitor. And that, that sucks. Like imagine, imagine tennis. If, if you couldn't hit different spins or like you, you couldn't play near the, the, the lines like that. That's the problem here. All right. Um, I don't have a ton of U.S. women, so we've obviously talked about it at length. I think that's a really good conversation. I thought um, I thought the first day lacked a lot of juice. Um, I think they need some of the, the superstars to add some pop, hopefully, but we'll see. I think Friday will mostly be about a Michelle Wee send-off, uh, likely, at, at 18, uh, which will be a cool moment late Friday night. But um, it just it, it didn't have a lot of juice there's the lost clubs content of ain donegan you know that's that every july the harvest of crops uh harvest of lost clubs content really comes in with the the british open and now this um they had the 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 woman who was dq'd for using a rangefinder for like six or seven holes i just like i don't think we should have different rules for every major but i think you should pr- probably figure out and double check on that before you go firing off yardages all willy-nilly um, and other than that, I, I, the broadcast was okay. I thought the morning, um, the morning, it was slow. The, the featured group was also just kind of dead. And so I don't know, it, it was just, it was slow and, and, and not full of energy, but we'll see. We got a lot. It seems like the I wind like is coming a little bit, yeah, right? If, if NASA, uh, plays well here, she might be the central California specialist. <laughs> She obviously lost the playoff to Sasso at an Olympic club a couple of years yeah. ago. Yeah, the wind, the wind, I mean, the wind will make it a little bit more interesting and, and further accentuate why they need wider fairways. At the John Deere, uh, Jonas Blixt. Jonas Blixt was our early first round leader. Big zoo uh, guy. I think he's over being overtaken by what? You see, he's, he's really into zoos. No. He's a zoo enthusiast? Yeah. That's a great fact. I can really get into that fact. Uh, he's he's opened with a 62. Jonas Blixt has played on three different tours the last three weeks and missed the cut in all of them. That's, he's a microwave um, man. I, well, the microwave's been unplugged <laughs> for a good bit now. They're malfunctioning. There's no... I don't know about that. I mean... He's got, he's been all over the place. How he's in the field, I probably should have researched this more. He's in the well, reshuffle how, category. How he's in the field is this, is this is the John Deere. That's how he's in the field. But I mean, this is, what, you should no, be, you should su- like be surprised that nobody's in this. It, it, nobody in this field should surprise you. Should surprise you. Yeah. But I mean, this guy like hitting like 100 in AAA and getting called up and getting an opportunity to shoot 62, like, it doesn't make any sense. He's done nothing to be called up to be. He's he's. He, I can't. I looked at it on Wednesday. I was like, wait, he's on the field now. All of a sudden, he's shooting sixty two. 
We have the Grayson zone, Grayson Sigan, Grayson Murray, both up top there and then the top five. And that's all I got for our John. Cam Young, Cam Young, uh, proof of life. Yeah. I mean, this is really cooking the books when we do the FedEx Cup points accounting at the end of the year, right? When you say, oh, look at all those FedEx Cup points. Well, where do you get those? Well, everybody, they're all the same. 500 here, 500 there. Well, you can't, if you're going to charge them the same amount of money, they got to have the same amount of points. That's fair. The uh, that's fair. Yeah, <laughs> so, this is. Um, I don't. I don't have anything else on the deal. I had something. I I just can't remember what it was. Tommy Cool, you want chicken? What What did he do? Cool. I know he opened with two straight birdies, but I, I didn't see a lot after that. Home game for um, the Line Eye Faithful. You know, it's, it's four it's hours, three, three hours stuff. away from Champagne. <laughs> <laughs> so that's your deer update. Um. You, should we do the Brooksy Matt Wolf War of Words here uh, over in London? Live Golf London is starting. Uh, is it Friday really a war speak. of words? It feels like one person dropping, detonating on somebody else, and, and the other person not really having anything to come back. It feels like more of a uh, more of just a hostile takeover. Well, this is a, so this one of the one of the benefits that team golf that could provide. I love I love but, that they have this team golf. They you know, one of the big selling points was the um was the idea of player movement, trades, free agency. This was one of the big selling points for Live when it when it launched. This free agency we saw nothing. It was just like these are guys are on these teams, and there's no explanation as to what happened. There's no explanation why Matt Wolf was on Brook moved to Brooksy's team, right? And Peter Uline was shipped right. off to the four yeah, aces. They just, the, yeah, we're just reshuffling. There's no explanation why this why this marriage happened in the first place, and now we're hearing that Matt Wolf wanted to move, but there is no vehicle, no method for them to move him. So he's stuck there. So, I mean, this is all like it's all fake. The player movement, like what? Yes, I mean, if this really I know. matters. This is like, the point like, of, of the course, comedy of the league. Just, Brooks just tanked his own asset. His own asset says he wasted his talent. He doesn't care. Like if he really wanted to trade or release him, he wouldn't. Well, have he knows done he's that. not getting any first round picks back for him. It's like Dame Lillard, the reverse Dame Lillard. Lillard tanking his team's ability to shop him, and Brooks tanks his ability to shop his own guy. Well, your guy, Dame. your Washington guy, tanked tanked more than any player maybe in NBA history with his no trade clause. Beal, my Washington guy. <laughs> Gotta say, I, I've moved here and developed certain affinities for local local interests. The Wizards are not one. Oh, come um, on, so far. Uh, I mean, this is Brooks. When you quit on your round, you give up and stuff like that, that's not competing. I'm not a big fan of that. You don't work hard. It's very tough. It's very tough to have even like a team dynamic when you've got one guy who won't work. One guy is that that is not going to give any effort. He's going to quit on the course, break clubs, get down, bad body language. It's very tough. I've basically given up on him. A lot of talent, but I mean the talent's wasted. Uh, and that was to Alex Maselli of SI, who I believe is in London. Uh, some harsh comments you do not hear a player say about another player. And I suppose, 
I mean, the team dynamic is to explain for this. Like, he wouldn't say that unless he had a no. quote unquote a teammate. He wouldn't say that about you know the John Deere Wednesday. This guy's wasting the talent. And and um, and, a, and a reporter probably wouldn't have asked him about Matt Wolf. That's the other thing. That is the beauty of the team dynamic, right? Like we see it a little bit with the Ryder Cup. Like we get to see like these bad pairings, and we we get to see yeah, oh, sure. like that's part of Patrick how Reed, Barry, yeah, throw everybody under the bus. Yeah, they, you know. I mean, this is what yeah. team golf does. Is it 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 gets people emotional, right? Like you're, yeah, you know, you tie these narcissists to other other guys, and all of a sudden everything does. I think like all the best golfers love golf because they don't have to depend on anybody else, right? They're, and yep. when you have the team dynamic, like one of the things is they have to depend on other people getting it done and then they get frustrated and they're selfish people and they are, are excited to unload on, on people. It's that, that's as harsh. That's as harsh an assessment as you can give another professional golfer. He's lazy. He's not tough. He's weak and he's wasting his talent. Um, Matthew Wolf has responded now in London as of, I guess, Friday morning here in the United States. It was released a statement. So I, I wouldn't say Wolf precisely responded, but it was a kind of a well-crafted, lengthy statement. I read the SI interview with our Captain Brooks Kepka and was beyond disappointing to me. When I chose to join his team in 2023, I did so with much optimism about my new home <laughs> as part of Team Smash. <laughs> and equally as important, the chance to be around and learn from a player of Brooks's stature. Okay, I could take that. Like everyone who has ever played the game at the highest level, I've had competitive moments in the past that I feel I've let myself down and even others in our new team environment. This has been quite difficult for me. My challenges on and off the golf course with my mental health has been well documented. I deal with those challenges every day. However, while my 2023 season has not been all I'd hoped for to this point, I have made positive strides in managing my life and feel like my game is turning for the positive. To hear through the media that our team leader has given up on me is heartbreaking which is the quote that has been uh, the word that's been used in every title heartbreaking it's not what a team member looks to hear from its leader and i think we all know these comments should have been handled much differently but i'm moving forward and won't ever give up on myself while on course results may not appear now to be positive indicators i'm trying to win an even all caps bigger game with my life finally i trust brooks wants what is best for our team but it's hard to imagine his comments in his recent si interview in any way line up with those priorities uh i would interject I don't think Brooks, maybe he wants what's best for the team. I don't know that he cares anymore. I don't think he cares. Uh, Yes. Those comments certainly do not, are not in the best interests of the team. If that's what you're thinking, this will be my last comment on this matter. I'm heading out this centurion. I appreciate everyone's continued support and your respect for my privacy. Um, so I, I like the statement, um, and one that sort of gets into the mental health challenges that, that, um, Matthew Wolf has, cited several times now since i guess it's like 2020 i want to say when we first it was that work day championship at uh mm-hmm. what's the tampa of course the concession um was when it really started to speak about it publicly i feel like uh it's interesting i mean i saw a fair amount of critique for kepka saying it was, it was a shitty classless thing for him to do and call him out um yeah it, I, I think that's not an invalid point um, I don't know. It's, 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 it's tricky territory. Certainly. I think and anything I think with mental it, health it, is, is very, uh, uh, a place that you have to, you know, kind of, uh, skirt delicately. Right. And I, and, and, and I would say, 
if we were in the 90s and this was Michael Jordan calling out somebody else for being soft or even 10 years ago with Kobe calling out someone else for being a soft teammate or lazy or wasting their talent. Um, and uh, uh, Matthew Wolf issued this statement. He would not be afforded that kind of uh, delicacy. Right. I mean, we, we, and that's the current current moment for the better. Probably. Yeah, so. I and I think that Matthew Wolf is just always like the is now taking kind of the poster boy spot of uh, of heaping too much expectations on on young prospects um, because golf's a, a crazy game and uh, you never know when you're going to be playing your best golf and as uh, as quickly as you get there, it can all go away and and obviously I think he's dealing. With more more things than just golf swing, right? Um, yeah. So, you know, I think that that is, um, you know, I, you know, I, I, I do. My, my question is like, has Liv helped this mental? No. Or hurt? It seems to have only exacerbated whatever he had going on because he got put in the crucible of having to deliver not just for himself but for other teammates, you know, nominally. And Brooks seemed to take that seriously at, at DC, at least. And uh, uh, I do appreciate, you know, getting some credit for the DC report of, of the soreness WD, the soreness epidemic for the military style workout. Somebody citation. It's all coming out in the wash. But um, yeah, it's a it's a tricky, tricky balance. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I, I if anything, like you said, it feels like Wolf's career is. This is worse and this has been worse. For his career, not for his bank account necessarily, and maybe that's that's a good thing here. And time time with the dog and all that, but um, yeah, it, it uh, he says he's getting better every day at the game of life, which is good. Um, I just uh, I don't I don't see a lot of optimism with his game. Like his scores, I don't think have been that great. Um, which you know maybe that's ancillary. Obviously, if he's getting better mental health, okay. Um, that does it for news, I think. Uh, oh, Thick Boy is back with Tim Tucker. Tim is back on no the bag way. at Centurion. Yeah. Just a one-week thing, I guess. They caught, No Laying Up, I believe, had it out there first. One-week thing uh, with, you know, Bryson's, I think, Bodine off doing something else. I'll say Bryson seems to be going back to the old ways a lot, and... You know, that's with his body. That's with, you know, Jaime Diaz had that great report at Oak Hill about how Mike Shy was back in the picture. He does seem to, and I'm not suggesting he's going back to Tim Tucker full time, but there does seem to be a tacit admission of, of like, I was my best self when I had my original crew around me and some of the, the original influences around me. And, and there's there's a pride that's been, I, I don't know, sidelined there or, or at least acknowledged mm-hmm. as maybe the last few years weren't the best way or my head got a little too big. So I, I think it's interesting, the evolution of Bryson. Uh, are we doing golf advice today? I don't think so. To bump that? I think we're going right. to have to bump that. Everyone enjoy Apologies. your Fridays. Apologies for anybody that made it to minute 47 waiting for golf advice, but you know. I, I set some I set some fun ones aside. I'll just do this. As a follow-up, the caddy, who the, the member that was just started playing with the caddy on caddy day and then didn't pay him, he said he ran into the member, follow-up to last Friday. It was a happy ending. Um, I saw the guy again today before teeing off. This must be the second Monday, following Monday, July 3rd. 
and asked him if he wanted to play again sometime so he could win his $10 back. Well, what a good, and what he, a smooth way to bring it up. A smooth way. Hey, we should play again so you can get your t- <laughs> And said he paid me $20 on Venmo that moment. So there we go. He got, got Caddy got his money from the overbearing uh, member that joined him for Caddy Day Monday. All right. Everyone enjoy your weekends. We'll be back Monday to talk about the Women's Open. Uh, subscribe to the Friday newsletter. We'll have daily newsletters coming. A lot of more analysis on fairway narrowing and rough and all this other stuff. And and uh, the week from Pebble Beach. We will talk to you on Monday. 